Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. I'm Meredith Curtis. I'm so excited that you're with us today. Welcome to Finish Well Radio. Today we're going to talk about motherhood perfection syndrome. And I'm hoping to bust some of those myths that you've held on to. So let's get started. First of all, if you're a mom and you're listening today, Mother's Day is coming up this week, and I want to wish you a very happy Mother's Day. I know that motherhood has a way of shaping and defining us. It reveals the virtues and flaws in our character. (laughs) At least it's done that for me. And it forces us to run to the Lord for wisdom and for strength. You know, I talk to so many moms who feel discouraged and weary, and a lot of their weariness comes from the fact that they long to be perfect mothers. And other mothers that seem discouraged believe lies about themselves or maybe their children or maybe their ability to parent. And so as I have ministered to women over the years, and I've gone through my own struggles with mommy perfection syndrome, (laughs) I've really boiled it down to the fact that as women, we often choose to believe lies. There are are lies that you are probably believing right now that define who you are with a false narrative. By that I mean, sometimes we hold on to lies that say we're something that we're really not. And we have enough true things about ourselves <laughs> that we need to deal with. We don't need to deal with a bunch of lies. The first lie that I discovered in myself was I really thought as a young mom, if I tried hard enough, I could be the perfect mom. (laughs) Now, I know that sounds crazy, but I think if you would have asked me, I would have said, of course not. I can't do anything in my own strength. But yet that's not how I lived. I, I just worked so hard. And I realize now, looking back, my children have all grown up. They're all adults now. They're amazing adults, in spite of me not being a perfect mom. And I realize, how could anything that comes from me trying hard enough to be perfect, how could anything like that be good? You see, what is good in our lives is what's from the Spirit. The spirit brings life and the flesh brings death. And I know that sounds really theological. We're talking about motherhood, but I think it's critical because the truth is you don't have to struggle under the weight of constantly striving and never measuring up. You see, in Christ, there's grace to walk out your calling with poise and grace and dignity. It's such an upside-down kingdom. It's such a different way of living. If you're listening today, I really want this to get down in your spirit. Jesus Christ has overcome the lies of the enemy. He has defeated Satan. The accuser has been hurled down forever, and that includes every lie about you. With these truths in mind, that Jesus has overcome, 
I want to examine some of the lies that have probably weighed you down and hindered your ability to mother the very precious blessings and treasures that God has given you. So are you ready? Okay, lie number one. I'm the wrong person to raise this child. Okay, here's the truth. Every mother has wondered if God made a mistake. Oh, we would never say it out loud. We would just feel like, well, maybe I'm not the right person to raise this particular child. Maybe the child is brilliant and you're just average intelligence. Or maybe the child is musically gifted and you can't even clap in time with music. Maybe your child is very strong-willed and you're weary from disciplining him. Maybe she's moody and sullen and nothing you can do can ever cheer her up and make her smile. Whatever the reason we think that someone else could do a better job, it's just not true. God chose you. I want to say that again. God chose you, dear mother, to be the mother of each one of your children, even the ones that make you feel like, I just don't know where to begin to parent this child. I don't know what to do now that this child is almost an adult or maybe is an adult and still needs a mom. And by the way, our job is never done. We are important in our children's life until the day they die, even if they don't realize it. <laughs> and it's not the same. It's not like we tell them what to do and they have to obey us, but we, they still need our tender, loving care. So if you're believing the lie that you're the wrong person to raise this child, I have two examples in scripture that you need to get down in your heart. The first one is Abraham. In Isaiah 51 verse 2, it says this, Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. Now think of this. You've gone through menopause and never had a child. And your husband loves you and you love him. And as much as you have romantic time together, there has never been a baby. And now your periods are done. And now it's over and you're old. And God calls your husband and says, I'm going to make you into a great nation. And you think, how are you going to make me into a great nation? I guess I I can't be part of that. You know, I guess I can't. I guess someone else is going to have to marry my husband and he's going to be the one to become a great nation. But the thing is, God loved Sarah and Sarah was just as much a part of his plan as Abraham was. And even though her body was, quote, dead, it became alive. It became able to bear life again, to conceive, to carry a pregnancy and God delights in doing that. He delights in doing impossible situations. And maybe in the natural, it is true that you can't raise your child. But that's the perfect place to be because then you can rely only on the Lord to help you, to train you, to equip you. Another example I want to give you is Esther. Esther was challenged by her uncle to help save the Jewish people. But she was afraid but God had a plan for her. And I remember these words so much in my life as I go through life. Mordecai, her uncle, who was like a dad to her, said, And who knows, Esther, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. 
The Lord chose you for such a time as this. The Lord chose you for such a child as this. Look at Jesus. He called you and he will equip you. And I am being very truthful here. I'm not just saying some spiritual mumbo jumbo. Jesus is real. He is in your life. And let me tell you something else. Maybe you've made a million mistakes and maybe you have a relationship with your child right now that isn't what you wanted. Don't try to fix it in your own strength. Give it to the Lord continually and ask him to open doors and ask him to love through you. You know what? Our job is never done here until the Lord takes us home. And it doesn't matter what we've done, what mistakes we've made. There is always enough grace with Jesus to fix things, to restore things, to bless things. So let that get down in your spirit. The next lie that we tend to believe is that I'm ruining my children. How many of you have thought that you've had a particularly bad day? And you think, oh my goodness, I'm ruining my children. All moms feel that way one time or another. You might be struggling with anger or sadness and taking it out on your children. Maybe you're discouraged and keep forgetting to get your children vaccinated like I do. What's wrong with getting their first shot when they're seven anyway? (laughs) But I know some of you don't believe in vaccinations and I'm not crazy about them. But I always did my vaccinations a little late. But some of my children, I just would forget. And then all of a sudden, they were like seven. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I got to take them and get their vaccinations. We have certain things about each of us that are not the best. Like I would tend to be forgetful about certain things. There would be the moms in the back of the church who open their diaper bag and they pull out a blanket and some toys and a little container of Cheerios. And then there was me who forgot her diaper bag at home, who was lucky that the baby had clothes on and who hoped there was an extra diaper in the car. But you know what? I'm grateful for the moms that had the extra Cheerios and plenty of room on their blanket for me because I had other things that I could share with them and other ways that I could help them in their mommyhood journey. When you think I'm ruining my children, the bottom line is that life is not all about you. And God is bigger than your flaws and your shortcomings. He will actually pour out grace on your weaknesses and turn everything around for good. This is the truth. His grace really is sufficient. Even though you'll never be a perfect mom, you will not ruin your children if you seek his face. If you keep looking to him, even the mistakes and flaws and hurts that harm your children, they can open your child's eyes to see that they need a perfect parent. You know, I'm grateful that I'm not a perfect mom because it made my children long for a perfect parent. And there's only one perfect parent, and that is Jesus. In mothering, if we surrender to Jesus, he'll love and train our children through us. You see, children don't need perfect parents. They need parents who look to Jesus. And Paul knew this. He was like a parent to all the young believers in the early church. And he said this, he said, 
But God said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest upon me. Have you ever said, You know what? I'm glad I'm so forgetful. I'm glad that I always forget the diaper bag because that means I'm weak and I need God's grace and God's grace is going to be all over my mothering. Sometimes that's what we need to do. For me, it would be saying something like this. You know what? I'm thankful that I struggle so much with being opinionated and harsh sometimes because I have to rely on Jesus to love my children. I have to surrender to him. I have to ask him for help. Instead of seeing your flaws as something negative, see it as something that reminds you all the time that you need Jesus. I've never been one of those self-controlled people. If I ever do something that requires self-control, it's always the result of the Lord helping me out. And lots and lots of prayer. (laughs) So I'm grateful because I'm like that because it forces me to rely on the Lord. Now, do I wish that I would wake up and be perfect? Of course, but I will one day. I'll wake up one day in heaven and be absolutely perfect. And you will too. But here on earth, you'll have weaknesses that will make you seek God. And if they cause you to seek God, and if they cause you to remember that his grace is made perfect in your weakness, you will never ruin your children. Another lie that we believe is that if you love your children, they will love you back and meet your emotional needs. Now, I want to be really honest here. Your children, if they're young, they don't even know how to love yet. They're learning to love from the way that you love them unconditionally. You may find yourself saying, like my mom used to have to say to me, and I've said to some of my kids, I'm sorry you hate me today, but I still love you and I always will. Sometimes your kids might be full of affection for you. And other times they'd say, I hate you, mommy. You're the worst mommy in the world. And you feel your heart like a sword just pierced through it. Like, oh my goodness, I must be the most horrible mother ever if my children feel like they hate me. Well, no, you're not the most horrible mother ever. Your children's emotions run hot and cold. They don't know how to control their emotions with self-control, with the help of the Lord. You have to be the stable one. And again, that makes you have to rely on the Lord. Moms, you cannot look to your children to meet your emotional needs. You see, motherhood is a one-way street. Children, even grown children, we tend to see our moms as a non-person who simply exists to meet our needs. Yet that doesn't last forever. Eventually our children will love us back, but not after a long time of us loving them and experiencing nothing in return. I know when I became a mom, I had such a different perspective on my own mother and had such love for her. And when your mother's gone and you miss her, you remember so many things that you took for granted. And you think, wow, why didn't I thank her? Hang in there. If you're dealing with emotional children, now it's not okay for them to say, I hate you, you know, but... When they do, you have to be the stable one. 
and you have to be the one who loves, expecting nothing in return. And if you're wondering how to do that, I know someone who loved and loved and loved before his children finally loved him back. And he can love through you. And First John 4.19 says, We love because he first loved us. Another lie that we tend to believe is that you cannot control your children without raising your voice. I know many moms struggle with yelling. I entered motherhood thinking I would be a perfect mom and I would never yell. And the first time I yelled at my kids, I felt horrible. The second time I felt horrible. By the time I got to time nine or ten, I thought, this must be my children's fault because if I don't yell then they don't listen to me. But here is the truth. If you feel you have more power when your voice is loud, it's really the opposite. When you have to get your children to obey you've, by yelling, you've lost the battle. It's better to keep your voice quiet, look your children in the eye, and tell them what to do. Please bring me the towel behind you, you say to your little ones, and if he or she doesn't obey... You give them a gentle consequence. When you address disobedience quickly, you'll find that you don't get to the point of anger. And that's just from the Bible. It's parenting in a wise way. A lot of times we get angry because we let things go and build and build. And if you say, well, I'm just not a gentle person, I promise you that giving a gentle answer and using a gentle tone of voice can be learned. Don't give up your struggle with anger because... God really does want to give you victory with anger. It's not insurmountable. Ephesians 4, 29-32 is a great passage on anger. It talks about our words, and it talks about speaking words that build up and bring life. And that's what we want to do. We want to speak words that build our children up and bring life. And how do we do that? Well, I think that it's a pretty easy thing to understand. If we want to bring life to our children with our words, we need to have God's word in our heart. We need to be in God's word every day and getting filled up so that we're able to speak life. Now we're going to hear a word from our sponsor and we will be right back. Powerline Productions wants to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Because of this, we offer a wide variety of books and ebooks about homeschooling, homeschool classes, and Bible study workbooks like Lovely to Behold, The Priceless Beauty of Godly Womanhood by Meredith Curtis. In this comprehensive Bible study, Meredith takes you through the Bible and looks at a multitude of scriptures which build up women and show them what God calls a righteous woman. Learn more at PowerlineProd.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-L-I-N-E-P-R-O-D.com. Powerline Productions, being world changers, raising world changers. Listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis.
Hey, welcome back. We have been talking about mommyhood perfection syndrome and how it usually boils down to us believing lies. The main one is that if we try hard enough, we'll be perfect. And we know that only Jesus is perfect and only as we surrender to him can we be effective moms. But I'm going to focus on three more lies that moms tend to believe. And then I want to give you just a challenge, an encouragement to help you through the rough times of motherhood because we all go through them. The next lie is that I should focus on keeping my children happy. That is a lie that so many moms believe, and this is the truth. If you spend your time trying to keep your children happy, you will raise self-centered children who love to have fun no matter who they hurt. They will not think of other people as more highly than themselves. They will be all about having fun, and they will not care who gets in their way. And all of you have met people like that, and you definitely don't want to raise people like that. It's wiser to teach children to know and live for Jesus rather than to try to make them happy. You see, happiness is elusive. If you honor Jesus and walk in his ways and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, happiness will be a byproduct. God's ways bring joy. Even more, God's spirit inside of us bring joy. Those who seek happiness often find it elusive. So they'll have happiness for a tiny bit after all this seeking, and then it's gone again the minute something bad happens. Whereas those who seek goodness, holiness to please the Lord, they find happiness as a byproduct. And joy is always bubbling over in their hearts. When the disciples were with Jesus, he sent them out on a mission and he said, heal the sick, heal the lame, teach the word and cast out demons. And they came back and they were so excited. They were, Jesus, you won't believe it. But even the demons obeyed us. We said, get out. And they got out. And I'm paraphrasing a little here. And they were so excited. And Jesus stopped them. And this is what he said. He said, you know, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However... And listen closely to this. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So what does that mean for us? It means this, that that was something really exciting that could make them really, really happy. But Jesus said, don't focus on that. Let your happiness come from the fact that you belong to me. Let your happiness come from your relationship with God. And I think that when we focus on teaching children to know Jesus and live for him, happiness is a byproduct because God brings joy. God's ways bring joy. But if we seek after happiness, you will have children that are not only selfish, but always sad because there's a lot in life that's hard. And Jesus said those truths to his disciples, and then they were each able to die joyfully a martyr's death for him, except for John. So they got the lesson, and I hope you'll get that lesson too, because if you want to raise happy children, introduce them to Jesus.
Another lie that we believe, if I'm doing everything right, motherhood will be easy. That is a big joke. The Bible never says that life will be easy. In fact, if you read the book of Hebrews and you meet all the heroes of the faith in Hebrews 11, you'll see they endured a ton of hardship. Even Jesus assured us, in this world you will have trouble. But the good news is, Jesus has overcome the world. This brings us peace if motherhood is hard. And there is a lot of times motherhood is hard. It is hard when your 16-year-old son gets in a car accident. It's hard when your 2-year-old is throwing his 14th temper tantrum today. It's hard when you're trying to homeschool your children and teach them to read and they just don't get the blending, the sounds thing down. And so motherhood is full of a lot of hard things. But Jesus said this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And if you personalize this, you would say, in motherhood you will have troubles. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And you have to remember that as motherhood is hard. There's a lot of blessings. I love being a mom. But sometimes it is hard. Sometimes we go through seasons. In my life, there have been seasons where Mike was in seminary and working full time. And I felt like, wow, I feel like a single mom. I just feel like I feel so on my own so much. And of course I wasn't. But it was that feeling And other times where he was so available. So we just had so many different seasons in our life. We had seasons where we just didn't have any money at all. And sometimes there was no money for food. And other times that things were really good. So it was always a different season. And I had to make sure that I realized that, you know, this is one of those troubles. When finances were tight, it wasn't because God was so angry at us. It wasn't because I was a bad mother. It was because this was some of those troubles that Jesus talked about. This is another big lie. And I know, especially for young moms, they can look around and and think this. As you get to know other moms, you realize that this is so far from true. But here's the lie. All the other moms know what they're doing, except me. So... I don't know that I've ever talked to a mom who didn't feel a little bit scared and insecure. In fact, most mothers want to grow to be better moms, even those that seem practically perfect to me. So if you struggle with insecurity or fears, you're not alone. And the truth is all mothers need encouragement. Don't be intimidated by other mothers, but learn from their mothering strengths and realize in their weaknesses they need encouragement. I think that is something that has really hit me as a mom. That so often, you know, when I've been looking at someone else and comparing myself and feeling insecure, then I find out, oh my goodness, I may, you know, fall short in this area where this other mom excels, but she's really struggling and I can help her in the area she's really struggling. And maybe she can help me in the area that I'm really struggling. We need to stop seeing people as competition, especially other moms, and thinking, oh my goodness, they do those cute little crafts with their kids. (gasps) 
I don't do those cute little crafts with my kids. What is wrong with me? I'm a bad mother. No, we are all really unique and different. And the strengths that I have are not the strengths that you have. And the strengths that you have, I wish I had. But God knew exactly what he was doing when he chose you to mother the children he's given you. And as we build friendships with other mothers, we end up like adapting and adopting some of their habits and ways. And we end up growing as a mom, but we have to be careful. You know, like I'm a book person. I love to read out loud to my children. I started reading out loud to my children when they were in the womb and I love books. But I'm not a, I'm not great at like art and stuff. And, you know, my grandson will come to me and he'll hand me some paper and he'll say, can you draw me a wagon? And I think, oh, you have no idea. I cannot draw a wagon, <laughs> but I'll draw it for him and he'll say, oh, what, what is this? No, I'm kidding. He's always really nice. But it makes me realize, like, you know, I never could do these perfect art things. Even making a gingerbread house. I wish I could show you all the gingerbread houses I made with my kids. And they did such a better job than me. So last year... <laughs> I invited this family over to do the gingerbread house with me, and I've started a tradition of making a gingerbread house with my grandsons, which I used to do with my kids. So anyway, we start making the gingerbread house, and these this family, they're all artistic, and so they're making lampposts out of Twizzlers and gumdrops, and they're doing all these things, and I'm just sitting there thinking, I feel so outclassed right now. And they just continue to, like, do all these things. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, my poor children, if only I had been like that, if only I had been able to create all these cool things out of candy on the gingerbread house. And then I stopped and I thought, what are you doing? You are just believing the lies of the devil. Because if God had wanted a mom for your children, I'm telling all this to myself, if God had wanted a mom for your children that could make beautiful candy things out of gingerbread, he would have done it or he would have changed you. But I am the perfect mom for my children. And not that I'm at all perfect because I'm completely not, but everything about me that's flawed, every mistake that I've made, Hopefully, God will use to open my children's eyes to see them, that they do need a perfect parent. It won't be me. I'll never be the perfect parent, but Jesus will be the perfect parent that they need. And hopefully, they will seek him with all of their heart. And so far, all of my children love Jesus, and, and that's what matters to me the most. And something that I want to say to you moms is that Jesus loves you. Yes, he knows all about your sin. If you've confessed your sin, the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive you your sin and to purify you from all unrighteousness. 
you can still today repent for things that you've done long ago and receive his forgiveness and receive his sanctification. He is always, always willing to forgive us, to bless us, to change us. That's his heart for us. And if you're wallowing in guilt, you need to come to Jesus and you need to get clean. You need you need your feet washed. You know, Jesus washed the feet in the upper room. You need to be reminded that you are forgiven, that your sins were paid for on the cross. And you need to let him give yourself to him so that he can change you. He can transform you. He can take care of you. And if you are wallowing in guilt, that guilt has been taken care of on the cross and you are clean. And maybe you do need to go to your children and ask for their forgiveness. And maybe they won't forgive you yet, but I'm sure someday they will. However, that's about real guilt. What about false guilt? What about all these expectations that you have of yourself to be perfect, to somehow attain a standard of motherhood that isn't even in the Bible? It's just built from all these things that you see that you like. You need to let that go. And you need to ask the Lord to make you the very best possible mother you can be with your unique blend of talents and strengths and spiritual gifts and virtue. And I promise you that if you can surrender to him all your expectations of yourself and ask him to make you who he wants you to be, you will have a very different mothering experience because the Bible says that his burden is easy. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. So I just want to pray for you right now that God would give you so much grace and so much hope as a mom. Lord, I lift up all of these moms. Some of them have grown children. Some of them have babies. Some of them are just pregnant. Lord, for all the moms who are listening to this podcast, I pray that you would bless them and fill them with your spirit, that you would love on them and encourage them and impart life to them. And I pray, Father, that where they have blown it, you would forgive them and you would sanctify them and you would clean up their mess. But where there are false expectations, I pray that you would break them in the name of Jesus and you would give them your marching orders. You would give them your will and your ways, and you would make them the moms you have called them to be, Jesus. I pray that you would be so close to them, and these moms would abide in you and bear fruit, and they would sense your presence and sense your love as they go through their day, and they would rejoice in knowing that you have chosen them to be the perfect parent for their children. And I pray for all of us, Lord, all of us, that we would experience your love in a deeper way and that all of our flaws and weaknesses and failures would drive our children to Jesus, not embitter them, 
but our children would be able to forgive us where they need to forgive us and they would pursue you Jesus with all of their hearts and be transformed and I just thank you Lord that you never give up on us and I thank you that we're your children and you are the perfect parent we love you with all of our hearts in Christ's name we pray amen moms be blessed you are loved Happy Mother's Day, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.